Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, thanks for listening to Creative Control, as always. Uh, as you may have heard me mention, I recently lost my day job, and I've had a few conversations with people since who've said, uh, you had a day job? I thought your podcast was your day job. When I explained why it hasn't been my day job to a friend, he suggested I should share some of this information with people like you listening right now. So, in short, unless they have some giant exclusive million-dollar contract, podcasters are not paid to make stuff by companies like Apple and Spotify. Podcasters do not make any money from streaming royalties. Ad revenue is dependent on a certain threshold of downloads each month, and even if your show is accessed 30,000 times a month, the income you get is actually really minimal. So podcasters like me usually make time in our lives to support our communities and our interests to make these shows, and our most reliable source of income for this work is, in fact, crowdfunding. In my case, it's my Patreon. So if you'd like to receive ad-free episodes earlier than everyone else, regular newsletters and blog posts, bonus audio content, and support my work, quite literally, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends, uh, but the truth is he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up-and-coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person. 
and the same really warm uh, candor as though he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat no matter who he's talking to. And for that reason, I think you should throw Vish like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Mary Timoney is a talented and respected musician, songwriter, and singer based in Washington, D.C., known for her work in bands like Autoclave, Helium, Wild Flag, X-Hex, and most recently, Hammered Hulls, Timoney ranked at number 95 on Rolling Stone Magazine's 2023 list of the 250 greatest guitarists of all time. In between playing in her current bands, she continues her work as a guitar teacher in the D.C. area and found time to make her second solo album, which is the first record she's made under her own name in 15 years. It's called Untame the Tiger. It's wonderful, and it's out on February 23rd, 2024, via Merge Records. And it prompted Mary and I to connect for a good talk about things like her past visits to Alberta, her approach to teaching and creative coaching with women in particular of late, taking care of and then losing her parents and what she learned about herself from those experiences, the way she writes about thinking and her own brain, favorite guitarists like Jimi Hendrix and Christina Balot, touring a lot, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners just like you who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creativecontrol, which is the primary and most reliable way for podcasters like me to make a living. There are perks to joining the Patreon, and right now in February, as I'm speaking to you, our prize pack for the month is courtesy of Merge Records, and you, if you join the Patreon, you can enter a draw to win a copy of Mary Timoney's new record, Untame the Tiger. Go to patreon.com slash creativecontrol for more information about that and how to support this show and me. Thank you so much. With additional support from Blackbird Music, a wonderful record store with bricks and mortar locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and a great website, blackbird.ca, where you can go to order records. They can, they'll ship them right to your house. Say you want a copy of Untame the Tiger by Mary Timoney. Go to blackbird.ca, type in what you're looking for, and if they can get you a copy, they will. It's just that simple. So thanks to Blackbird and all independent record retailers for your hard work in supporting music across the world. Plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 839 of Creative Control, featuring the brilliant and iconic Mary Timoney with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Mary. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? I'm well. I'm very well. It's a pleasure 
to have you on this show. Where in the world are you today? I am in Washington, D.C. What about you? Where are you? I live uh, currently in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't realize you were Canadian. Oh, well, yes. A, number one, I'm Canadian. And uh, Mm -hmm. B, number two, I don't know if that's how you say those things. I uh, Mm -hmm. am from Ontario originally. So I've been in Alberta for about four years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Have you been out this way in your yeah. travels? Uh, yeah, I have. Is um, I think there's Sled Island in Edmonton. Is that Calgary. right? Calgary. Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whoops. No, uh, no. So, <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> You've been to Calgary, which is I've been about to three, Calgary. three yeah. hours. Three hours by okay, vehicle so from where I am. Yeah, that's yeah. about the closest I've been, I guess. And were you at Sled Island with X Hex or yes, you know, yes, uh, and uh, I think I was there with Wild Flag and X Hex, and then also I did do a solo uh, thing there once. So okay, yeah. well, oh, so okay. you've been here many times in a sense. Yeah, uh, well, three. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Some people yeah. say zero. Some people say, "Where in the world is that?" You yeah, know, they don't even know. <laughs> so it's nice. Uh, that's okay. nice. Good to but, know. But all Calgary, no Edmonton. Is that what you were getting at? Yes, I I have a good friend that's from Edmonton, so I get confused about whether I've been there or not. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the answer is no. <laughs> okay. Well, in any case, it's lovely to uh, uh, connect this way. You in DC, me and uh, me in Edmonton. I want to congratulate you on this wonderful new album, "Untame the Tiger," which, uh, as you and I are speaking, people the masses haven't heard it yet, but I love it. Uh, Thank you so much. In a general sense, how are you feeling about it? It's done. It's going to be out soon. Mm-hmm. What's your vibe at the moment? Oh, I'm really excited to get on the road and play shows. And um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that's about where I am right now. Just getting gearing up for tour. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for the year ahead and playing playing on shows and getting the record out. Yeah. Well, that sounds yeah. that sounds good. Have you been? Off the, I, I want to get to this because yeah. the narrative uh-huh. around the album is like 15 years uh, since your last solo album. But I was thinking about when Alec Mackay was on my show to talk about Hammered Hull. So I'm like, oh, Mary was in that band. That didn't. That was only like a year and a half ago or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you seem like <laughs> oh you've no, been... we, we we've just got back from a bunch of shows actually. So right. We you played... haven't you haven't been yeah. off the road really? Have you been off the road for any prolonged period in the last whatever four or five years? Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, during the pandemic, nobody was playing. So, uh, yeah, and, and XX did a, you know, we did like a short round of shows last year, but not, not a ton, I would not say. A ton. Not a ton. Yeah. Not a ton. I mean, I was mostly recording. Yeah. So, yeah. So you like the road. You like being on the road. Oh, uh, well, it's, I mean, yes and no. <laughs> it can either... <laughs> It can be all kinds of things. It can be really tiring or it can be really fun. It just depends on, you know, what kind of shows you're playing and and stuff. Um, but this band that I'm going to be playing with for these shows, I'm really, really, really excited about. And everyone's so great. And I'm just super stoked. Oh, nice. To do it live. Yeah. So who's in your live band, if I may ask? Yeah, so Betsy Wright from XX is going to be joining me on guitar and vocals. And then David Christian, who played drums on part of the record, is playing drums. And he's great. And Chad Moulter, who played bass on part of the record, um, is going to play. He's awesome. 
all three of those guys are just so good. And um, also, Anna Wilson will be joining us on Pedal Steel, and she's super cool. Actually, she was um, a guitar student of mine for a long time, a while, a while back. <laughs> um, and now she's really gotten so good, and she's going to join us on Pedal Steel. I'm so excited about that. Nice. Well, congratulations. I'm excited for you. Uh, it's nice to have... Uh, something like that to look forward to, I'm sure, after some time being kind of sort of grounded, even yeah. though you've been busy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've been in my basement a lot. So. <laughs> it's a nice looking basement from what I can tell. Good job. It looks good. I like all the gear. I like it. It looks really cool. Uh, you mentioned a, a guitar student there, and I keep coming across this as I read about your biographical info, that you've had some notable guitar students on some like people we would know. Sorry, let me just clarify to anyone yeah. listening. Yeah. Everyone who marries yeah. guitar students is notable in their own way. However, yes. you have some you've taught some people that we would know from their own works. Is that fair? I think so. Um some of them have really gone on to be in music, which is really exciting for me. And um but the yes, Lindsay from Snail Mail came to me for lessons for I don't know exactly how long it was. It was the end of her high school before she started playing in a band and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she was already really good. But yeah, so that is the one that you've probably heard of. <laughs> okay, that's the most famous yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, so do you... Yeah. I forget. I, I can't recall if I uh, ever came across this. Are you kind of uh, trained as a musician or have you? are you someone who's kind of made it up as you've gone along? Both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I grew up playing viola and taking lessons. Uh, but then I got into guitar when I was about 14 and I did go to, um, music high school here with like an arts high school. And so I did that. And then I went to college for a year for classical guitar. Oh. And then I just studied English and I stopped learning, you know, I stopped studying guitar and I just wanted to just be a punk and write songs. <laughs> I didn't want to like be academic about it anymore, even though I was only whatever. How old was I? 20. I was like, oh, I'm tired of studying about this stuff. But yeah, I did go through a period of about three years of that kind of stuff. I was young to be to feel so tired and over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a bit of a rebellious streak or something you got there? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just want, I wanted, I just realized I'm, I'm creative. I'm not, you know, I, I also like, I think the school I was in at the time, the music program wasn't geared towards guitar. So there's only like one other guitar student in the whole. So it was like not a very good program. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, I just felt like writing songs because I'm a creative person and that really, I just wanted to be, like not think about it and just write songs with three chords in them. And yeah. Be loud and scream, basically. <laughs> I think we have a sort of similar trajectory in that I was an English major. Yeah. I was an English major. And Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually got a couple of the degrees. I'm not bragging. Uh, it's like saying you yeah. got belts in karate or something. But yeah, I did an undergrad yeah. and then a master's in English. And uh, and nice. in that wow. in that time period was playing music with my friends. Uh, I'm primarily a drummer. Um, so cool. and, and mostly self-taught. Well, mm -hmm. self-taught, but... I always found going to shows were the lessons. Like I would always learn from watching 
other musicians and I would be like, I'm really? I'm going to take that back oh. to the practice space and see if I can do that. And then after a while, you're like, I can kind of yeah, do that. Did you learn from watching uh, other? I Everyone that I know who's really good has done some version of yeah. that. I, I don't know if I did as much. I, I think I... But I, what I have learned from really good musicians that I know, technically good musicians, they did some version of copying something that they saw or heard. And so, like, I don't know if I ever did that enough. Like, I did it a little bit. But anyway, I think people do that to varying degrees. Yeah. That's what learn. That's what so mostly what self-taught means, I think, is that you're you are teaching yourself to do what other people have done better. But then then there's a type of teaching yourself where you're just like, I guess that's like how people get good at technology. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. Then there's like trying to make stuff up. Like trying to make stuff up is is its own adventure too. A hundred percent. Yeah, I always, my wife, my son just uh, went to his first band practice. He took his old, uh, he's like, I have a guitar, right? I'm like, yeah, you do. I bought it for you a oh, long cool. time ago. So he That's took his like cool. Squire Strat and he's just nice. learning how to play. And he's just like learning to press. But he sent me videos from the first practice Aww. and they're already kind of at it. Like they're already there. It's close. Isn't that wild? It's so amazing so uh, to see it. Yeah. And, and that's all just from a friend. It's just funny because this house has been a music house this whole time, but it took a friend, uh, you know, at 12 years old, a friend finally said, why don't you, we should jam. And he's like, yes. I want to do that. Um, I want to do that. So, that's so cool. It's really lovely, oh, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to your guitar teaching for just a moment because you had the experience mm-hmm. of having teachers going to school for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Philosophically, I would think those experiences would inform what you'd want to do and not want to do with your own students. Do you have a particular philosophy as a guitar teacher in terms of, okay, here's how I'm going to approach every every student wants to learn cover songs. Yeah. Am I going to go with that or am I going to be like, eh, that kind of thing? Do you have, <laughs> do you have like yeah. a philosophy? No, I, I completely try to get them excited and find out. I mean, because, you know, because when I got into guitar, it represented me gaining some control over my, my, what I wanted to do. And it it became something that I focused on that really helped my mood and helped me figure out who I am. So I think subconsciously I'm trying to find that in kids that I work with. Um, right. So anyway, I, I think what I've noticed is it only really, sometimes it'll work if I try to get them to, follow what they're excited about but i can't do it too much because then um because i obviously you know can help guide them so i try to also combine it with like note reading and like here's a easy classical song i don't know but lately i have been working with more adults and more on um sort of like creative coaching with people where i'm like helping them to get into songwriting and start recording and sort of like create more creativity stuff. So that's really, I really enjoy that. That's really fun. That sounds cool. That sounds great. Yeah. That's more a coaching kind of stuff, but um, I really enjoy that a lot. This might seem like a trite question, but do you find you learn about the instrument and approaches to the instrument in teaching others? Uh, Like do they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to constantly keep relearning it yourself. So yeah, absolutely. I've 
I've learned a lot from teaching. Oh, wow. I've learned so much. Yep. And the biggest thing I get out of it is just connecting with people. It's, you know, that's it's just a really very grateful for it. Oh, that's lovely. That's nice. Well, I'm yeah. I'm glad I asked because I, I I I saw it floating around, and I assume you're still you're yeah. still teaching today. Like you're an active teacher. I am. It's more what I'm doing now is more creative coaching with women, uh, adults. Um, oh, okay. I have a couple high school students. Somehow, it's just I've worked mostly with women lately. So yeah, it's almost like mentoring or like um, producing kind of what I'm doing now with people who are just starting bands and just starting to get confident enough to write songs and yeah. kind of like working through making an album with them. And it's really fun. Yeah. Are you consciously working primarily with women? It sort of just happened. Those oh, okay. are people that seek me out and I don't have very many students right now because mm. I, can't, I can't, I'm too busy. So yeah. It just sort of happened that way. I did have some kids. I said boys that were really awesome like last year. But yeah, no, it's mostly women right now. Huh. I mean, that's yeah. a, to me, that's a nice pattern or trend, to be honest. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just sort yeah. of a energetic thing that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I want to get back to uh, your own musical pursuits. Um, yeah. I alluded to the fact uh, that on paper anyway, you haven't, well, it's, let's be honest about it. You haven't <laughs> haven't released a solo record in around 15 years as I'm speaking. I believe that's correct. If that is correct, but you uh, like I also said you've been very busy and you've been playing with other people, you've been uh nurturing and and touring with X-Hex and other bands. Mm-hmm. Um the solo distinction. Why do you suppose that is? Why haven't you released music under your own name for so long? Oh, well, I I got I did it a, how many years was that? All throughout my 30s. Uh, so I just lost the fire for a while because it's 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 hard to promote yourself. It's more fun when you're in a team, on a team. Right. So I started, not gonna, I was not motivated to do any more solo records because it's hard. You're like calling all the shots and like, you know, it, it's very, it's kind of lonely in a way. So, yeah, I just was having a better time being part of a team in a band for a while. And then this record made sense to do solo because it just the songs just sounded like solo songs to me when I started writing them. And I want to do like acoustic guitars and I don't know, it just sort of made sense for for a solo record and also I was writing it during the pandemic and uh, I see right I didn't have any time pressure and also I as maybe you saw if you saw the bio but I had a really seriously challenging stuff going on in my life um, so my life was a little bit on hold because I was my parents both got sick at the same time and that was really intense and I just had a real challenge for about four years of caretaking both of them on my own so I was kind of like doing that and writing these songs and just just everything got stripped away and just made sense to just yeah I don't know be writing for my own record yeah so it's uh, well sorry first of all my condolences to you on the loss of your parents oh thanks thanks. Uh, and within that same time period I believe you also uh, a significant relationship of yours ended as well yeah it was like pretty 
uh, it was like a crazy blender. It was like, yeah, the relationship ended at the same time my dad got cancer uh, and then my dad got dementia. It was just like a lot, a lot of Mm -hmm. reshifting of my everyday consciousness. And it was like nothing that I wanted to happen. So it was a lot of loss and very painful. But I also was like in survival mode, mostly because of my dad, uh, who had a dementia. So things got crazy really fast with him. Mm. And it was every day there was a new crisis. And he had like the frontal lobe kind, I guess. So he just had really intense behavior right away, very suddenly after this operation. So, for example, like he got, you know, got in the car and got in an accident and like just all kinds. It was like on just a. It was really, really hard. Oh, no. Uh, it chilled out after about six months. He got less dramatic um, and totally lovely. And it turned into like, it was hard because he was sick, but just a wonderful time where I just had all this quality time with him. And he, compl- I don't know, he got really into music and singing and poetry. And he was just, it was just, I just, I really, it was sad, but it was actually also really awesome. And I bonded with him a lot. So it was beautiful too. Then during all that, my mom got sick with cancer. So it was a really intense. And I also had another family member who I was caretaking. So it was it was just a wacky, stressful, crazy time in my life. Everything, sometimes, you know, when it rains, it pours. So that was one of those things. And it was hard. But looking back on it, I learned a lot. And I... Anyway, I don't regret the time with my parents. It was great. I mean, in some ways, looking back on it, but it was didn't feel that way at the time. Yeah, it wasn't fun for them. <laughs> it was definitely not fun for them. Not fun for me. But I, but I, I wouldn't have done it any other way. I'm so grateful that I got that time to, with them. Yeah. But it, so the record is intense because I was writing a song till my dad was sick, and then he died, and then right before I started recording the record and then the whole next year is dealing with my mom who had gotten cancer and that was really heartbreaking and hard and then she died right as I finished the record so it was like kind of bookended Hmm. Um, it was an intense time yeah again my I'm very sorry that you yeah it's life yeah Yeah, no every we all go through this you know it's yeah thank you but it's it was just my time and and everybody's going through this or will go through this and yeah yeah it is i will say i'm i feel sorrow but i'm also heartened to hear that you feel like you learned something about life oh yeah, yeah. i got so much i so much that i learned i mean i think one thing that i really got out of it is just letting go of all my priorities shifted i guess uh and like I got really um, objective, more objective about life and less scared of anything because you know what I mean? Like when you're like, you know, dealing with some crisis with, you know, I I mean, I could think of any number of, of things that went wrong with my, you know, but anyway, things just get into perspective. So like, I'm trying to like make this impossible decision about about my mother's you know health or whatever like I'm not going to be 
than scared to like make a small decision with my my record. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything yeah. wouldn't. So like in the past, I might have been like kind of afraid to like. You know, like, ooh, should I make this decision or like, can I ask this person for some? But now, but then, like, after dealing with all the difficulty around life that I had for four years there, I I became much less scared of little things. Let little things get me down a lot less, which made making my record just a joy, actually, and rather than like something that was difficult. It became my escape and my and the the something fun I could do, um, but yeah. So that's what I got, and and just really appreciating the time that we have here in the world is something that I learned. You know, I learned, and um, yeah, it just was, it was so nice to be able to be there for my parents, actually, in some ways, and just maybe reevaluate what life is all about mm. um and i just learned like yeah just not to be scared of it of of little things i want to uh uh dial into that perspective that you're sharing that you, you that you yeah. got out of this experience because a lot right. there's a line in the bio that i was sent that stuck out stuck uh-huh. out for me and it says uh timony's many triumphs have long been counterbalanced by crippling doubt and self-nullification. So you're right. talking about being on the other side of that, I think, on some level now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. As much as you can be. As much well, as you can yes. Be. No, that yeah. is what I'm talking about. I guess I didn't go in quite into that, but yes. But, but what, what, uh, what, yeah, I, what yeah. I want to ask about this perspective uh-huh. you have on yourself yeah. is, does this experience give you any insight as to why oh, you en- yeah. you've endured this doubt and and self-nullification like that's pretty well that's the part i didn't go into (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) let me let me think about that well i've always had okay the part i didn't go into is that i had a really difficult time growing up and difficult relationship with my parents i see they you know were as much as i love them complicated people as a lot of people are and they had really difficult childhoods extremely and as a result had wounding you know like a lot of people do so so anyway i never took myself very seriously as a musician because they didn't take me seriously as a musician they didn't want me to be a musician my mom hated my music actually oh no <laughs> Is this very strange? It's very com. I had a very complicated relationship about my music with my parents, so it was an interesting process to then be their caretaker. You know, so I undid a lot of that damage in of my in my own brain in the last few years from having everything shifting. So that is sort of what I've been working on is just. letting go of the the a lot of the negativity that I had about about my own about myself and my creative you know be, having chosen to do this as something with my life and I just have let some of that negativity go in the last couple of years by being very conscious of it and working on it that's amazing well Again, yeah I, yeah. I- I, I, it's sad that it takes such loss and contemplation to achieve growth, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. a, it's it is like I say it's it's really um, 
inspiring to hear that you've achieved that. And I'm sorry you had a difficult uh, you know, relationship well, with your parents. And my, my parents, mm-hmm. my parents were um, are uh, also uh, worried about my choices in terms yeah. of where I went. Most of the Indian East Indian kids where I grew up in Canada, you know, they wanted to get into medicine or law, pretty safe things. Uh-huh. And every once in a blue moon, I'm like, damn it, I probably should have done that. Really? Because now I'm sweating it. No, not really. I don't think I'd be happier, but it's just a false uh, equality. Uh, it suggests that financial stability leads to happiness, which I don't agree with. Right. Uh, so, but but th- th- there is then also like, do my parents like me? Do my parents respect me and the choices yeah. I make? I yeah, can't yeah, tell. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. whether we rebel or not, it's really important to us, isn't it? That they respect us. Well... It's not really a choice. It's like something that a biological thing that happens when you're a child that you need yeah. to belong to the group. So you're going to automatically believe, you know, like have certain beliefs that make you try to bond with them and, yeah, to protect yourself as a kid. Yeah. So then you have to kind of like maybe challenge those thoughts if they're not working for you when you're an adult. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, our parents just wanted the best and wanted us to be safe and all this stuff. But yeah, maybe, and also there's just cultural differences and generational differences and the world's changing fast. You know, I don't know about, it sounds like maybe your parents came from a different, had They came from, they could literally came from India. Yeah, yeah they yeah, came from yeah, India yeah. in the in the mid to late, mid to mid 70s and yeah. came to Canada with nothing. No, exactly. some family is already yeah. here. Like it. I have to, as I get older, I appreciate what they actually went through more. Um, Were your parents immigrants or anything like that? Uh, No, but they definitely had much different upbringings. Much, you know, my dad was, yeah, just super poor, um, raised Mm. himself up by his bootstraps kind of thing, came from the coal miners. You know, his dad was Irish and... Um, yeah, and he put himself, you know, the whole story, put him, went to the the army, put himself through law school, did really well, uh, really, really well, you know, considering the, how he grew up and yeah, and my mom had a hard time, you know, last of like nine kids and yeah, so they just called and she was from a small town in South Dakota and raised really religious. So yeah, and then it's like they moved to. I mean, I had kids in D.C. who grew up to be liberal and, like, artists, and they're just, like, even though they were very artsy, actually, but had they couldn't follow their dream. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, Especially my mother. Uh, she actually was an actress, and then she ran into some difficult situations and couldn't do it anymore because... Anyway, it's just hard. It was harder for women in, in you know, in the 50s, so that's anyway, a, I'm sort of going a, on a tangent, but no, they no, no, that's, a different that's life. A, yeah, that's a that's a thing with people who've had their dreams dashed. They worry yeah. that their oh, kids yeah. are going to get married to a dream and not achieve it. So it's it's really, I don't yeah. again, I don't know your whole situation. It sounds yeah. like it was quite difficult, but I think something painful happened to some people's parents. Yeah, and their way of making sure you don't make the same mistakes is to try to protect you from exactly. enduring that same pain. Yes, uh, absolutely. But it, but it doesn't come. Sometimes it comes across more harsh than loving. <laughs> like just yes. don't. Why don't you just go to medical school? Yeah, or why don't exactly. you just do this? And you're like, what I do you? Know. What do you? I know. My mom never gave up the dream. My poor mom. I know because she wanted to be an actress. Anyway, she yeah. decided that that would be 
as a terrifying thing and the wrong thing to do for anyone. So that even up until she, you know, the past five years, she was going, when are you going to law school? When are you going to law yes. school? Yeah. They don't I want give up. you to go to, I'm like, yeah. mom, <laughs> you know what the best gift I can give to the world is not going to law school. Cause I'd be the world's worst lawyer. Like, <laughs> do you understand? My brain is just not worth it. It's hard work. It's not for but, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the world needs me as a lawyer in it. Yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've talked a lot about your, your parents, and I think rightly so. Uh, as I ponder Untame the Tiger in the lyrics, I mostly feel like it's informed by uh, the loss of your relationship that we were alluding yeah, to is. as well. Yeah. But I, I just want to ask kind of a twofold question mm-hmm. based on what we were just talking about and the experience you had with your parents and and in terms of your own growth, do you see ways on the album that songs have been informed by what we've just been talking about? Or is it primarily about the end of that relationship you were in? Oh, the songs. Well, let me see. The lyrics. Uh, I would say like No Thirds is kind of a song about losing things that you had that you didn't know you were going to lose and just life seeming sort of like this empty huge vast space ahead but not necessarily having that be scary but just a different thing that you didn't expect and so that song is really about loss and what comes after that trying to think but yeah no a lot of them are are probably love songs i would say i'm trying to remember (laughs) Well, I, I actually have a, I have a th- I have a thread I want yeah. to follow here. Okay, I know oh, I can think of a couple other that are sort of about families. Okay, yeah, and go with your thread. Go with your thread. Well, while you're pondering yeah. that, yeah, in the thirds, yeah. there's a line here. Now the dead leaves are blowing around in my mind. Uh-huh. We only know this one life at a time. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you about your sense of humor on uh, on this record, and one of the things I highlighted was uh, the chorus and "Don't Disappear." This made me oh, yeah? this made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> if you fall, don't be afraid. I've got you in my brain parade. Yeah. I alluded just a moment ago to a lyric about your mind. This one's about your brain. I feel like you're thinking uh, are you thinking a lot about thinking? Is that part of what's going on, do you think? <laughs> I have always been stuck in my head. Yeah. And and they need to come out of it. And I have been getting more out of my head in the last year. I've been trying to live in my body. It's hard when you are someone who sometimes when you're a kid, it hurts to live in your body and you want to just disappear and disassociate. And I think I'm that's a something that happens. People do that's a way of, you know, dealing with stress when you're a little kid. And I did that a bunch. So I think I have I have lived in my in my head uh, a lot. And I think like my lyrics are always talking about the, your mind or your brain yeah it's true um but i'm trying to get out of that and i am definitely even like every day i do all these exercises to like wake up my body <laughs> <laughs> learn how to sing and like stretch because i'm like weird so yeah no uh, uh but anyway the brain parade yeah i don't know i was just imagining um when you meet somebody you really like and you really want to talk to them it's like being like there's a parade in your brain it's like a like the macy's day parade in your brain or the easter parade or whatever 
So you're you're self aware that you often write or sing about your brain and your mind and thinking. Oh yeah, I've noticed that. So is I've it so that. is it conscious or subconscious that you write lyrics like it's these? It's subconscious. Wait a minute. So it's the subconscious in your brain. Stream of consciousness. It's stream, stream of, of consciousness. Conscious. Subconsciousness yes. telling you write about me. <laughs> write about me, the brain. Write about so me. Weird. You're right. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean. Yeah. I didn't mean to take us down a, a weird road, but I, I noticed that imagery a couple of times. Uh, this yeah. notion of thinking about thinking. You were going to say something, and I cut you off, and I apologize about song. Oh, I don't remember. Well, I'm, uh, I'll try to remind you in your brain right now. Oh, about the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there was one song called "Looking for the Sun." Oh yes, it's a beautiful song. That one, oh thanks. Yeah. But that one I wrote when I was, I had to clear out my parents' house. Uh-huh. Uh, they lived there. We had lived there since 1973, and I had to figure out what to do with all of this stuff. And my mom had done an incredible job of always getting rid of things she didn't like holding on to things except for one room (laughs) which had they had literally shut the door it was in the basement of the house and anyway it's hard to explain but there was a lot of memories in that room from books and photographs to just things that for whatever reason nobody wanted to go in this room so i I had to go clean it out and it was really, really intense. And I just was having a lot of memories come back. And mm. and then I would, in order to help myself get through that day, I started writing that song in my head. And yeah, so that is where that song came from. It, it kind of, um, I noticed that Dave from Fairport Convention is on yes. this record. And that song in particular drew me to that kind of sound, if that makes any sense, like a Richard Thompson or uh-huh. it has, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not smart enough. Forgive me, Mary, but no. almost like a, a drone, a drone-like yeah. repetition. Yeah, the song has a drone in it because yeah. um, I'm actually on the guitar droning on an, on the E string or yeah, or the D string or whatever it is. I tune down to a D. Yeah, for and whatever was, reason, yeah. I, I associate that with kind of like a f- mystical folk yeah, idea. no, it sounds a little modal and like old. Yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. Dave Maddox also was an incredible, that whole thing was just fucking awesome that somehow I ended up playing with him on this record. It was like such an incredible experience. Um, that song was really fun to play with him because he re- I really just gave it to Chad and Dave Maddox and just said, here's something, come up with a part. And they just came up with the best stuff and... It's so fun to play with them. So that that was one of the best. I would say playing, doing that recording session with Dave Maddox. Uh, he played on about half the record. Was yeah. I just am such a huge fan of him, and um, I've always loved Fairport Convention and like every offshoot, like love Steel Lights Band, and he's played in like so many things that I just absolutely love, and on so many records that I have listened to over and over and over. Uh, so getting him to be to play was just a, such a dream. How incredible. do you actually? So he must be in his seventies, I'm guessing, right? Yep, he lives in Boston. My friend Joe Wong, who produced the record with uh, with me, and my friend Dennis Kane, um, knew him because he has a really amazing podcast called Trap Set. Yes, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So um, Joe, Joe, had, Joe's been on this show, by the way, at one point. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. He's one of my really closest friends. He's oh, amazing, nice. dude. Um, but so he knew Dave Maddox because um, he'd interviewed him and just said, hey, Mary, let's why don't we ask Dave Maddox if he'll play on the record? And I was like way too scared. And I thought that would never it just didn't seem like something that could happen. But then one day I was like, what the, as I was saying, I lost a lot of, in the past, I would have been too anxious and just been like, that is too crazy. He'll never play with, yeah. but, but no, we just called him and he was like, yeah. So we flew him out to LA and it was like a incredible. He was so good and such a nice person. And so it was just wonderful. You mentioned, I'm really happy with it. That's yeah. a, that's amazing. You mentioned Joe. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about who you collaborated with? Uh, on you mentioned some bandmates, I think as well already. But and and obviously Dave. Yeah. Um, but uh-huh. who all did you work with on this record? And within yeah. within that, what did they bring to the proceedings for oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, Joe produced with me and helped me come up with ideas for for this you know recording and. Um, my friend Dennis Kane produced with me. He was amazing, and um, he did a lot of the guitars with me here, right here in this basement. Um, and then I got, um, as I was saying, Dave Maddox and my friend Chad Malter played bass, and Chad's played on um, one of my other solo records, and we've done a bunch of touring. And Joe, actually, Joe Wong played drums with me on some tours, too. Yeah back in the day. And then I also recorded with David Christian on drums and Brian Betcourt on bass, and they're both totally amazing too. So yeah. it was just really good people. And Betsy Wright sang, and yeah, I just got people that I love that are great and felt it was very fun to, to record. There's string sections that come in and stuff that just kind of oh, yeah. blow me away. Also, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, that's um, Paul... Cartwright, he's incredible. Um, and um, yeah, my friends Amy and Winston did some strings too. And um, those guys are so good. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's a, it's a character yeah, it's on the, on some of the songs. Like I'm just like, oh, wow. It just kind of opens it Thanks. up. Um, earlier I invoked uh, uh, one song in particular, uh, Don't Disappear. And I, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, humor. You, uh, we've um, talked about some yeah. of the, uh, I don't know, sad aspects of your life that may uh-huh. have informed these songs. Yeah. But that song, The Guest, uh, which is about mm-hmm. loneliness, but mm-hmm. very funny in its own way. Oh, thanks. How, oh, that's nice. Yeah, well, I, li- yeah. I like comedy. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what role do you think humor plays uh, in your practice? Both, I think, as a songwriter, which is maybe the most obvious mm-hmm. part, but there are also, every once in a while, uh, as I was listening on headphones, I would hear what I assume are just overdubbed guitar parts that are just like, oh, that's just a clever detail. It's not funny, Thanks. but it's clever. Like yeah. so, I just wonder oh, if you, you feel like humor mm-hmm. and levity plays a role in your work generally and on this record. Can you speak to that? Well, sure. I mean, I, hmm, it's all sort of connected. I would say, and I I like that you're seeing that because I don't normally people don't really get that. I guess, but <laughs> you know. But no, it is kind of is. funny to like imagine like loneliness coming to your door and knocking and then you have this whole conversation with them or but I I don't know if it's like it's not really a joke exactly, but it's sort of making it into 
I see where I see where you're you're going, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of times when they, there's funny things in the lyrics to me, they don't really translate to other people. So, so that's not, and I'm just sort of used to that. Um, well, I think to glad, say that you're yeah. to say that to say to someone, you are always on my mind, or I've been thinking about you, but mm-hmm. put it in the in the in the imagery of a brain parade. Yeah, is very funny. You've oh, made good. this very warm sentiment kind of cold. Yeah. Which is just gives it this tension that I think mm-hmm. is funny. I'm sorry. I'm no, that's as great. I, Thank you. you know what I'm saying. I, I, just do, one I think uh, Domino's is kind of funny too. I mean, yeah. laughing at myself, I would say that song is. Wait, I'm talking like Yoda. I. <laughs> I, mean, um, I think that's in that song. I am kind of laughing at myself for always choosing the like most obvious, complete wrong person in relationships. <laughs> So is is that yeah. a common is that I don't know sorry again about the, yeah. the ending ending of that relationship. Oh no, not that guy. Well, probably that guy, but yeah, you know, it's like I just go for the the one guy who's like on, you know, on drugs and you know, whatever else could be possibly wrong with someone. That's if they have enough of them, I'll I'll go for that guy. <laughs> Usually, well, you, so. in your in in this period of self reflection and yeah. self awareness, yeah, that song begins. When I met you, you were talking like a madman yes. who just got high. Yes. but I thought I could see right through it to the space behind your eyes. Yes, that's a true story. Yeah, so that's interesting imagery. <laughs> but you're writing about like I knew mm. from the moment. Yeah, we met. I'm like, okay, this guy is nonstop talking. He's probably got a bunch of. Things in the DSM that you could say about him. <laughs> the DSM manual, like maybe borderline, I don't know, like whatever that I, I probably have to. But um, I'm like, okay, cert- certifiably crazy. He's he's my guy. I'm going to see if he wants to date me. <laughs> That's so, my style. So in some so. ways, they're not pointed songs about the people. You're kind of laughing at yourself sometimes. Yes. And there's probably t- two different people in that song. I would or Yeah. Okay. But no, I just have had a history of always choosing the the one guy that everyone warns you about is the bad news. That's <laughs> well, the one I'm going to go for. <laughs> as an umbrella concept and based on the content of the song as, as, as in terms of how I'm interpreting it, can you talk about Untame the Tiger? Because that's an evocative... That's also I, what, same thing. <laughs> same song. same exact idea? Apparently. Apparently, yeah. I, yeah. Uh no, well, that was song. Uh, Again, no, thought I, I was, it. if I may, thought I was yeah, through with you okay. and the tiger was tamed. Yeah. But now my brain yes. is running hot. Yeah, brain again, right? <laughs> yep. So it's, and, and thinking. <laughs> and I'm counting I, all the rain. That's supposed to mean raindrops, like you're counting the raindrops. Yes, that's right, not, right, right, yeah. right, right. So... So uh-huh. you're talking okay? It's just I'm I'm not. That's not meant to be a psychoanalysis. I know it, it's no. It's close. fun. I I like think. I mean, I never think about this stuff except after I wrote it. So yeah, let's talk about. I that's a fun thing to talk about. Yeah, because all this song, uh, like now I got a dragon in my mind. Yes, and I'm staring into like, space. All I ever do is talk to you <laughs> in my imagination. So yeah, that's just all, a, right. all, all about know. thinking. I'm, all and, in, I'm so in my right. <laughs> got to get out of my head here. <laughs> so oh, well, it, that song is about when you're like you're obsessed with someone and it's just driving you nuts. Like the dragon in my mind means like that little voice in your head that's like saying stuff 
like stop stop obsessing about this guy yes that kind of thing but um yeah it's just about you know being obsessed with someone and you know it's a bad idea but you just can't stop and you thought you thought you got over it but then it came back and it's you're like ah why am i doing this i know it's a bad idea but i can't <laughs> i give up i can't i can't help it but also just going with that just going yeah. with it just like God, I'm getting some good songs out of it, so what the hell? At least I yeah. got that. Yeah. So as a as a kind of ruminative a ruminative songwriter, which I think we're landing on, you're you're doing some contemplation in this in your practice of your life and the people you encounter and yeah. experiences you've had. We've talked a lot about how you've come on uh, come out the other side of the losses you've experienced and the pain you've experienced and you've learned a lot about yourself, I think yeah. on some level. Yeah. In terms of actually um, making this record, finishing it mm-hmm. in an overarching sense, did you come away? I know I, I've prodded mm-hmm. you to talk about some of these songs, but do you, do you uh, come out mm-hmm. of this process feeling like you've actually learned something about yourself from making Untamed the Tiger? Uh, yes. Yeah. A lot. A lot. About, yeah, a lot. I, lo- I love the recording process because of that, because it yeah. is such a challenge, and it is... I am sorry, but it is really hard. It's really hard. If you do it, if you want to do it, in my opinion, if you want to do it well, it's really hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. And even if you you want to do it well and you don't do it well, it's still really hard. And that's even harder because then you have to live knowing that you didn't do it your best. So uh, this luck, I was really lucky this record and that I was able to record a bunch of it in my basement with my friend Dennis and we just worked on it until we got it how we wanted it which I've never really been able to do that before so I I feel good about it but it was hard it was hard to get it to get it to be how you want it and in just in terms of like having to you know we had to redo a lot of stuff yeah. and a lot a lot of I mean I learned so much about myself my god <laughs> And I learned so much about how to record and um, right. things that I do that aren't effective. I learned a lot about that. My God, I learned so much about recording and just about like mixing was was insane. We mixed for months. Um, <laughs> so a lot of, pro- the most basic a, lot of pro- thing. a lot of process oriented stuff is where you're. Yeah. 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 The main thing I learned about it is when you're write a song and you record it all it is is a story and you got to make everything work around the story and not get sidetracked by anything else uh, as long as it tells a story and tells it well then you're doing okay but there's so much so much that goes into that yeah. in terms of just the instruments and the sounds and Oh my God, it's really complicated. But anyway, yeah, I learned a lot of kinds of things that I do that get in my own way and that I yeah. don't, you know, like, boy, I guess I, it was a real challenge, but so fun. And I I really have to say that my favorite part of, of this whole thing of being a musician is recording. It's the hardest and it's the most rewarding to me. Yeah. I really enjoy it. It's the most tangible way so. of capturing your idea, right? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, just on the learning thing, uh, those of mm-hmm. us who are musicians, sometimes uh, those foundational inspirations are 
they become like a default. Like every time I pick up a guitar or play the drums, my initial warm up is to play a cert like someone I have always played like or whatever till I whatever uh, adapt mm-hmm. to the moment or whatever. Are you someone who has had different guitar heroes, so to speak, or do you get obsessed with guitarists uh, at different points in your life? And if so, has there been anyone recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Well, I growing up or, you know, when I was in high school or just in general, ever since high school, I've always loved Hendrix the most. Yeah. Um, everything about him was just genius. Joni Mitchell is another genius. I yeah. love her guitar playing. Um, I like so many guitar players. My favorite, I love Richard Thompson, um, obviously. He's just so wonderful. I think those are the big ones. I learned so much from Ash Bowie I, when mm-hmm. I played with him in Helium. He's band is, uh, his band in the 90s is Polvo. Mm-hmm. I probably learned the most from him than anyone. He's mm-hmm. a total genius. He... I don't know. It's hard to even explain. He's just, he's just beyond. I don't think the world will ever know because <laughs> he just, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to make any records anymore. But, um, hmm. but yeah, he's amazing. I learned a lot from Christina Bellat when I played with her in Autoclave. She has a band called Casual Dots that just made a record, which is incredible. Yeah, they've been uh, on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, Chris, I love yeah, all of them so were much. actually. Uh, I think it was. I think it was last year. Yeah. We had all three on. It was great. We had a really good time. And my family loves that last record. Do they have a new one coming out as well? Or Um, It came out about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Is it called Sanguine Truth? Yeah. Is that the Mm -hmm. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. My brain is so full of information. I'm impressed that I got that out. I think that's the correct title. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) we really like it. It's really good. So maybe that's why you remember. That's probably why. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable, I think. Yeah. Very nice. Gee, Gee sent me copies of it, uh, of their records. And I was like, okay, thanks, Gee. And then I was like, nice. this is amazing. So that's how we hooked it's it up. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So it, it sounds like it's mostly your peers then. It's not, I mean, sorry, I'm not suggesting you were friendly with Jimi Hendrix, but a lot of your peers, no. <laughs> a lot of your peers and collaborators. Uh, well, those two, yeah. And then, well, definitely not Richard Thompson uh, or, you know, Hendrix or Joni Mitchell. Oh my god! I don't know. Like I love um, Judas Priest. I don't know. There's so many. Yeah, and I, I didn't you mean know, to put you on even, the. I didn't mean to put yeah. you on the spot. I just wonder. No, if you're not. A, I'm just trying to rack yeah. my brain because I could literally <laughs> probably just. It's every you know. It's so every great musician I appreciate. I don't know. There's just so many good ones. It's hard to. Yeah, choose. I just I wondered yeah. if like Untamed the Tiger has a very distinctive guitar part and it reminded me of, of a few different things but uh among mm-hmm. them actually was mark knopfler which i don't uh-huh. know people don't talk about uh, that one that's i've heard that on that song because it's pretty um soft because he plays with his fingers yeah he doesn't use a pick i guess yeah uh so someone else told me that about that song oh, okay too, so. i'm not alone yeah. okay yeah so uh-uh. i just was curious if some stuff like that just seeps through or you were on a kick of like with your friends or everyone's like, have you listened to Dire Straits recently? And then everyone gets, you know, your friend group will suddenly listen to something like everyone's listening to television all of a sudden. So you're like, yeah, Yeah. I haven't listened to television in a while. That's another one. That's another one. That band. So good. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, uh, I want to thank you for being on the show and I hope we got to some stuff here. 
That, yeah, thank uh, that you. That was useful and, and all Hopefully that Hopefully I didn't thing. say anything too embarrassing. <laughs> no, you did No, no. If, if anyone, I did, just, <laughs> go, I'll just go with it. If anyone did, it was me, <laughs> for sure. Don't worry about it. Now, uh, I want to ask you about future plans and also uh-huh. ask you where people, where you'd like people to go to connect with you. Let's start with the future plans. Uh, obviously, uh-huh. you've got this great record coming out. Can you give us a sense of what else is coming up for you in 2024 and beyond? Well, in 2024, um, we'll be on tour in the U.S. in March. So uh, check out the show listing and come out and see us. <laughs> and then we'll play. We're going to play in July too in the South, actually. And um, what else? I'm playing um, also with my friend Joe Wong in his band. I'm just gearing up. Well, when the interview's out, it'll already have happened. But <laughs> we're playing on the West Coast next week. Okay. And then we'll probably be playing over the summer. So yeah, I just plan on being, you know, doing a bunch of shows this year. Okay, mostly touring. Are you writing at all mm-hmm. uh, of late? Not quite yet. I will. I'll probably start that this year at some point. Okay, good for you. That's mm-hmm. great. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear you're inspired and and busy. That's 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 always great to yeah. hear. Um, if people want to kind of keep tabs on you beyond Merge Records, I suppose, and their website, yeah. uh, where would you like them to go? I suppose the I'm on Instagram. Uh, so that's a good place. Uh, so yeah, you can look me up on Instagram or I have a website. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I know it can be awkward to plug your, your links. No, no, that's good. Yeah. No, check me out on Instagram. It's Mary T, T money with a dollar sign. Oh, there you Timony. go. Mary Timony. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's good. Mary Timony. Timony. Got it. T-money. Mary Timony. Money. Mary T. Money. money on some. Anyway, yes. now I'm getting carried away. I'm sorry. Now, if we can go out on a song uh, from this beautiful album, I wonder, Mary, if you can choose one for us and mm-hmm. let us know why it came to mind. Well, I have two, so I'm not quite sure. Should I? I'll just pick one randomly. Yeah. Um, I would just say go with Summer. It's it's one of the singles, and it's kind of more of a rock and song. It's fun. I, I had a fun time doing two guitar solos at the same time at the end. <laughs> yeah, Which, two guitar solos. That's at the same. No, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. At the, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so there's one solo and then there's another solo at the same yeah, time. Yeah, just to be clear, they're not harmony solos. They're no. two different solos. Yeah. Yeah, that's that a, was that's fun a clear to distinction. Me. I just liked making it messy. Does this, is it wrong to suggest this might have a casual dots vibe? Oh, it's nothing's wrong. Don't worry. Okay, I, I only mean because I'm re- relying completely um, on my memory of both oh, things, oh, and but, I yeah, feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. maybe maybe a little tiny bit. Everything I do has a little bit of Christina Blot in it. There you go. I love her. So yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's hear it now. This is Summer from the excellent new album "Untame the Tiger" by Mary Timoney. Mary, uh, I I hope I've conveyed to you enough that this was a tremendous honor for me to get to have you on the show. And it it was also a real pleasure. So thank you for making time for me. I hope you enjoyed yourself and I wish you the best luck in the future. And I hope we talk soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. i
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was quite a thrill to have Mary Timoney on this show. We have a lot of mutual friends, so uh, it was lovely to connect with someone I've admired for a long, long time. Mary, thank you so much for being on this, the 839th episode of Creative Control, which for all of you listening out there is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available just about wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode you're looking for or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my uh, site there, vishkana.com. You can also like Creative Control or follow it on various social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, Threads. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. I have updated my link tree, uh, which you can click on in the show notes where it says follow Vish online. Just click on that and you should be able to follow me and like things and subscribe to things and whatever. All those things right there. So thank you for doing that. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Any amount you can afford to uh, provide is obviously appreciated. Uh, perks begin pretty much at the $4 level currently. You get ad-free episodes earlier than everybody else. And then as you go up the tiers, you'll see other perks. $6 or more a month grants you access to kind of exclusive content, bonus material, $10 American or more a month actually gets you access to our monthly prize pack draws, which as I'm speaking to you in February 2024, uh, by the end of the month, I'll be giving away a Merge Records prize pack, which includes a copy of uh, Mary Timoney's record, Untame the Tiger, among other great things. So for more information and to provide uh, support for me and this work, again, please, if you can, visit patreon.com slash creative control. I thank you so much. Speaking of thanks, I want to thank uh, Blackbird Music, wonderful record store with bricks and mortar locations in Calgary at Edmonton, Alberta, but also a worldwide website, blackbird.ca, where anyone can go and uh, look up uh, things to order and have them shipped to their houses or places of business or to someone you love, maybe as a gift. You know, you can do whatever you like. Blackbird.ca for more info there. I also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, all fine independent businesses who provide in-kind support for this show. also want to thank Jim Guthrie for lending me some music uh, for this show. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And last but not least, thank you so much for listening this far into this episode with Mary Timoney. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you're unfamiliar with Mary, I hope you'll dig into her new album and her amazing catalog of uh, records. If you're a big fan of Mary's, I hope you enjoyed found this revealing and interesting and uh, 
that's it. I hope you will subscribe to this podcast and follow it, and that's it. I keep saying that's it, but I mean it this time. I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Seriously, that's it. <laughs>